0: You had a long day. It is 11pm and you want to sleep. You close your eyes and your mind starts to think about everything that you did not do well. You try to quieten your mind, but it goes back to pointing out your flaws. You could have done that better. You could have phrased that sentence well. Or you could have not said that at all. This is how regrets circle minds in the form of negative self-talk these conversations you have with yourself are a powerful tool if dealt with differently so how do we use this regretful self-talk to our benefit let's explore Hello everyone, this is Ritika, and you are listening to Be Nudge by Maya, where we choose curiosity with courage every day. The past few months have moved in a rush with a lot of changes and challenges. It got me to think about how our thoughts change and eventually subconsciously guide our actions. This made me explore emotions and a response to them, so I thought to create a series called chaos in order, in which we will be talking about emotions that are considered aversive and understand how they can be nurtured into something positive. And after learning a bit about our emotions, we will try to channel this learning into understanding what is actually happiness. So please stay connected for this and the next episodes. I hope with this series, I'm able to help you in understanding your behavior. Coming back to the self-talk full of regrets. Regret is one of the most commonly experienced emotions and it makes you feel sorry for a decision that you otherwise would not have taken. Our mind's default state is to wander, ruminate about the past, imagine about the present, and conceptualize different versions of a situation in our head. Oftentimes, this default state leads us into a spiral of negative thoughts. But when controlled, the same line of thoughts can be transformed into meditation. It is easy to realize that these regret-filled thoughts need to be stopped. It is easy to understand that thoughts have power. But even though you know this, there is a constant effort to control these thoughts and be positive. But even with that effort, it does not help. In turn, it leads us into becoming more and more anxious. Regret and negative thoughts are not new. It is something that almost everyone experiences, be it our ancestors or the present generation. The emotion has transcended generations and has evolved as per our present. In fact, self-talk can be positive and regret can be used to learn from the past mistakes. Let us try to understand regret a little better. And since, on B-Nudge, We don't just talk about behaviors, but talk about behaviors with data and research. Let's talk about research regarding regret and self-talk. In a research paper by Neil J. Rose and Amy Somerville, they conduct a meta-analysis of 11 datasets that discuss regret. They then classify feelings of regret into 12 different categories, including career, spirituality, health, and romance. The data set includes different set of audience like school students, adults, women only and so on and so forth. The full paper is linked in the podcast note and you can find it there. So their analysis highlighted that regrets are related to opportunities. When we see an opportunity in something and in our opinion, if we do not utilize it to the fullest, we get consumed by regret. I think it is sufficient to say that we regret the things that are important to us. Author of the book, The Power of Regret, Daniel Pink, suggests that people have regrets of action, that is, for the things they did do, and regrets of inaction, that is, for the things they did not do. According to him, as we age, the regrets of inaction become more than the regrets of action. He continues to say that regrets caused by inaction trouble us a lot more than the regrets of action. These regrets sound like, if only I had called that friend, if only I took that job, or if only I took economics as my subject of choice. Now, when we talk about regret, we instantly associate it with a negative emotion. But what if we see regret in a different, non-negative perspective? We can say that regret is one way of understanding the things that are valuable to you. And once we understand what is valuable to us, We can use this knowledge to effectively direct our actions in the present and in the future. It is a way to learn from the past and implement those learnings in the future to make it better. Now, while we know that dread and negative self-talk can be put to positive use, the question is, how do we make that transition? How do you channel an emotion that is negative in nature to something positive that does not make us sabotage our own selves, but instead make us better? Now, if you tell someone, I've been critiquing myself off lately, I feel I did not do this right, or I have regrets and I'm stuck in a cycle of negative thoughts, people will usually tell you to not think about it as much or try to think about it less. This advice does not necessarily help. In an effort to think less about something, you can make your mind wander more. And it will go to the problem again and again. Just like when you try sleeping, and you are not able to sleep. You try hard to doze off, but that does not help. Instead, it keeps you awake. Similarly, asking your mind to not regret and critique yourself will make you fall into an endless spiral of similar thoughts. According to an interview by Ethan Cross, a neuroscientist from the University of Michigan and author of the book Chatter, The Voices in Our Head, Why It Matters and How to Harness It, he says, The chatter consumes our focus, leaving little focus for anything else. When we engage in negative self-talk, we take a stressful episode and continue to think about it again and again, building multiple possibilities of what could have happened. This cycle prolongs stress, and we all are aware of the negative consequences stress can have on oneself and also on our surroundings and our relationships. Ruminating about the past is not bad. In fact, it allows self-reflection, which is a way of improving and understanding your behavior and know what works and what doesn't. Thinking about the past allows you to learn and then tailor your behavior next time you are in a similar situation. Ethan Grass goes on to suggest a technique called What Would Batman Do? If If any one of you have watched Suits, then... We heard WWHD, what would Harvey do, uh, which is a phrase that was used by Harvey's protégé to think solutions for the cases he had. It is very similar. So this is WWBD or what would Batman do? It is a way of looking at a problem more objectively. It is also called distance self-talk. Have you noticed how easily you can advise your friend to follow certain things that will solve their problem. But the moment you have to advise yourself for the problems that you are facing, it just becomes difficult. So what would Batman do is a simple technique. It allows you to see the problem from a third person's perspective and hence look at it objectively, which is very difficult to do when you are overcharged with emotion. So talking to yourself in third person can sometimes help. Another thing that can be of help to quieten your mind is engaging in something that requires little attention but is still engaging. Something like cleaning your room or taking a shower. In a sense, shifting your mind to something else that is easy for you and yet engaging, it will help take your mind off the negative self-talk. While quietening the mind is certainly helpful I will suggest you use this regretful self-talk to understand why you regret what you did and if you do then is it really important? Ask yourself that whatever you are thinking about will it affect you in a month or a year from now? If the answer is no then quieten your mind by the methods we just discussed because it is not important. But if the answer is yes, It will matter to you in a month from now or a year from now? Then pause. Understand what could you do to be better. If your mind is too busy to construct a coherent thought, take a pen and paper and write it down. Write down what is troubling you, why does it matter, what could you have done differently, and then the next time you are in a similar situation, act differently. By writing your thoughts down or even talking about them To someone you're comfortable with, allows you to put a structure to an emotion. We're able to understand it better and hence able to decide how to process it. Regret and self-talk can be used as a source of building emotional agility. We talk about emotional agility in one of our previous episodes in detail. Please check it out if you'd like to learn more understanding and utilizing regret and self-talk does not just help you in your personal lives but also helps you at work because one thing that we can be certain of is that regret is ubiquitous everyone has experienced it and your experience is not singular i recently read a quote by David Goggins which i think will allow us to aptly close this episode it says it is about what we do with opportunities revoked or presented to us that determines how the story ends. With this, we come to the close of this episode. Hope you like this podcast. Your reviews and ratings really matter. If you like this episode, please take a moment to rate it. And if you have any advice or suggestions, please let me know. It will help me make this podcast better. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn and visit our website, themayacompany.com for articles and insights. This is the first episode in the series of Chaos in Order. I will be back with another episode that puts more structure to our experiences and emotions with the help of research and numbers. Thank you for listening to Be Nudge, a podcast by Maya. And I'm your host, Viltika. Have a good day. Until next time, follow your curiosity with courage.